Je dirais c'est bien fait pour toi Je dirais ça t'apprendra Ça t'apprendra Hi. Hello, how's it going? Good, how are you guys? Good. I still have audio. What am I doing here? Hold on. Boomer. I have, <laughs> oh my God, I have YouTube open somewhere, but I cannot figure it out. Check. Okay. All right. We're good. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry about that. I. That's why the intro got muted at a certain point. I could. I don't. That's so weird. But you guys can hear me, right? All right. Uh, yeah, I'm having a rough day. Um, my wife went back to visit her parents on Sunday, which is why there was no episode of Can't Stop Progress. I had to take her back to Victoria. I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter this thing that was going around this week about the woman who wakes up at 4.30 to make coffee for her husband. Did you guys see that? Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm familiar with. <laughs> I, I, I saw enough people complaining about it. Yeah, about yeah. I didn't look into it that deeply either. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I didn't um, I didn't like follow the exact thread, but I'm having the same problem because my wife wakes up at 5.30 to like start my car yeah. and make my breakfast and shit. And now uh -huh. after five weeks of that, I have to go back to doing it for myself and I'm soft. I can't, I can't yeah. do it. What, what time do you usually wake up? Are you a late riser? No, I get up at 5.30 to go to the gym, but I hop in the shower. She like starts my car to warm it up for me. And she uh, makes like my protein shake and everything that I drink. So it, and the, she has like the fire going when I get home and stuff like that. She makes all the food. She like packs my gym bag for me the night before and like Aww. picks my clothes out for me and everything. So well, it's like super um, easy. Not to be negative, but there's a little bit of selfishness in that. If a, if a guy's willing to go to the gym at 5.30 every morning, I think a lot of women would be willing to get up, warm the car, pack the bag. <laughs> a lot of guys, when they're married, won't go to the gym. So she's got that going for her. Yeah, she doesn't anyway, care, hi, though. Kitty. She doesn't care. Yeah, sorry. Hey, he hello, Kitty. We, don't we have a guest here. With, with yeah. uh, audio problems and then just sit here and talk about our week. Are <laughs> How you? are you guys? Doing good. I just told Doing you good. my life is in shambles and I have to survive till Friday, uh, but hopefully we'll make it there. Uh, so look, look, uh, real iHypocrite fans, true iHypocrite fans are going to recognize our guest today, Kitty Demur, because I've used two clips of yours, actually three in Can't Stop Progress, but for all the right reasons, usually when I put people in Can't Stop Progress, it's kind of because I'm making fun of them. But in your case, it was more just interesting. The first one was your walk away video. And then okay. the sec, so there, I used like a little like one minute or 45 seconds from that or whatever, and people really liked it. Then it was one of the Hogatha clips, which <laughs> I knew was satire when I put it in, but I didn't actually make the connection that it was you. Right. And then the third one was the recent one about kids and the drag scene, which you had like your tweet got, I saw like 6,000 retweets or whatever recently. So we're going to talk about all this stuff today. All right. All right. Um, yeah. And, uh, Kitty's already been forewarned that our chat is uh, carcinogenic. <laughs> oh, I love and, it. Uh, I can't wait. And he's prepared. It is funny. I think, uh, 
I, I had asked you what your pronoun, your preferred pronoun, and you said something like, fuck you, I'm a guy. <laughs> I am, I'm Other a dude. I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not. Yeah, so. I, know. I, I, I asked just if I, no, no, yeah, no. you never know. I, I was actually just about to ask the same thing because I, like, if it's a drag queen thing, it, it doesn't bother me if you want me to use female pronouns because it's like a, you're playing a character. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. there's like, it's like I, a I prefer, theatrical thing. You prefer, right, I prefer not. I prefer not to. Um, okay. That's, I don't, no, that's fine. That's easy for we'll me. We might slip yeah. up though. Cause the, I won't. <laughs> and, I, and I won't get mad either. I just, I just don't follow the whole drag culture. And so it, normally they would use female pronouns. They would. Yep. Yeah. And they, and they did, they did when I was a performer and I didn't correct them, but you know, yeah. I, I didn't, you know, for me, the fantasy is just the face. For them, a lot of them, the fantasy is actually believing they're a woman for a night. I, you know, I still, you know, sit with my legs open. I don't, I don't pretend. You man spread. Yes, as far as do I can. Take, do you take public transit? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, then it's not an issue. Um, what, no. <laughs> you live in California, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. That's mm -hmm. what I thought. Um, yeah. I had actually reached out to you. I've been to some drag shows. I had told you kind of DM'd a little bit. Um, Hamburger Mary's in Long Beach. I, I wasn't like a right. huge fan, but I went with friends at different times. Um, so I do know a little bit about the behind the scenes culture only because I've had conversations with people. Um, and okay. that's why the drag thing really bothered me. And then I, I came across your videos and um, that's why, you know, we wanted you on the show kind of because Similar to Blair White, not to not to confuse the two of you, but you both no, have no. you both have um, degenerate lifestyles, but you also both agree that um, that shit should be between two consenting adults. Yeah, um, yeah correct. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, it should. It's it an should adult be. thing. Yeah, and so that's kind of what we wanted wanted you to kind of go on your little uh, your explanation of kind of you can go into as much detail as you'd like. I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on here, because I I want to start with actually the walk away thing. I want to oh, start there. You have, you have and, stuff uh, planned. Yeah, I have this kind of laid out a little bit. I th this was one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, because I think this is kind of interesting. I want to, uh, if it's okay with you, play mm -hmm. a little bit of your video. We won't play the whole thing. All right, go for it. Yeah, this is kind of the. Um, Hi, everybody. My name is Billy. Um, my stage persona is named Kitty, so this is Kitty. Um, anyway, I want to talk about uh, the moment I walked away. And the moment I walked away was when me and my husband uh, were invited to the 4th of July party. And um, after that party, um, my large group of Latino gay friends called my husband and that devastated me. I did not expect that. Um, and since then, no one has reached out to me. No one's apologized to me, and they've all stuck together. Um, another moment I realized there was something going on with the you know, Democrats, Liberal Party, or just my community in general. Um, very uh, People I respected highly in the entertainment business, um, drag, drag performers, would preach love and hate against it from the stage. Um, and then they would go backstage and use the N-word and talk about Mexicans. Um, it's, I find, I find them to be extremely phony. And, um, okay. So I, knew... I think we get the idea. Uh, so I'm curious. It's that's been about a year since you did that video. Is that right? Roughly? Yeah, I think almost two years. Okay. Uh, it's got over a hundred thousand views on the YouTube channel. So I guess what I want to know is how has that been working out for you? Do you feel, do you still, do you consider yourself a conservative? I think on your Twitter, it says you're, you identify as a conservative drag queen. Is that right? Right. But at any given point, you know, people can't wait to tell me that I'm not. And um, so I don't know, wh where do you go? You know, do, should I just stay on the liberal side and just be an asshole? Or do I come over and try to, you know, bridge the gap? You know, so, 
you get the you get the hardcore conservatives, you get the definitely the religious right, who just think there's absolutely no place for me at all. But you know, if if I can try to get you know heterosexual parents from start stop taking their children to be influenced by drag queens, I think I you know, I, I think that's a pretty um, honorable thing to do, even if you don't consider me you know conservative. So you know, I don't know what what is someone like me supposed to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, I have mixed feelings. Of, like, I don't know. I put for our entropy poll question today. I put, "Can drag queens be based?" So, and so far, it looks like people are voting yes on that, one hundred percent. Although I can't tell exactly how many we have. Um, but how how is it going for you in terms of? Uh, the so the drag kids stuff you have you gotten response from the liberal parents saying okay I didn't realize I mean th this is the thing that's weird to me is who doesn't know this you know what I mean I've been to drag shows when I was in my early 20s or whatever when I was in my partying days it everybody knows that this thing is it's kind you know it's it's the same with like when they talk about doing pole dancing lessons for kids and stuff like that, you know, it's, uh, uh, this is like an inherently sexualized activity. And so of course people are gonna get a little bit upset if you start bringing kids into it. Right, like I, I never understood it because since I, I've been, you know, been a fan of drag, I worked in the clubs behind the scenes and then I actually started performing. I never once saw any of it that would be considered family friendly. Like I never, none of it. And, and I didn't understand why this is happening. But then I thought about it. RuPaul's Drag Race has been a very popular show for 10 years now. I don't know. And I think a lot of, you know, and I don't want to say it's always mothers, but you know, who's raising the kids really. And um, I think they sit at home and they watch RuPaul's Drag Race and they love, you know, all the flamboyancy. They love all the, you know, magic that they see, the fantasy. And maybe they watch it with their kids. I don't know. And and they don't know what it's like, um, not, you know, a drag, maybe a drag performance that's not on that show because they do clean it up for the show. Well, yeah, because so, it's television. It's, ne it's right. network television. They can't, they can't have uh, them like doing meth behind scenes. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. Like, yeah. I'm, I, at least the one in Long Beach, from what I understood, there, I mean, and I wasn't a supporter of drag, but um, mm -hmm. from what I understood, meth was like a big, big deal down there. So among the well, drag it, community. Well, just in my area alone, I live in what they call the Inland Empire of, yeah, of Cal 909. California. <laughs> right, yeah. 909, 951, all of those. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I believe some even say this is the birthplace of meth. And I know it's it's really popular. It is really popular, you know, in the nightlife. People want to stay up all night. So um, yeah, meth is pretty, it is quite, you know, frequent in the clubs and in the dressing rooms. But, uh, you know, my whole thing is, I don't understand the whole reading to the children because to me, it's almost, I look at it as like almost like a career um, day where like, you know, I, I couldn't imagine the kids just sitting around hearing a story and not being interested in the drag queen or being interested in, in the art of it and, and, and a career. And uh, it is definitely something no parent would want their child to, you know, pursue yeah. as a career, just like stripping or porn or anything else that's in the adult realm you would never you know um encourage your child to do it so i don't understand why drag why a drag queen wh why it's desirable to have a drag queen read to your child and influence them i yeah. mean i don't get i, I mean we've seen videos of they're not just reading right they're dancing to music and stripping mm -hmm. and twerking and humping the floor and this and that and which is which is very common in the clubs i mean they're not even really cleaning it up um, now they're, I'll say they're not going as far as they, you know, normally do. I mean, you know, a lot of times, you know, there'll be dildos on stage and simulation of sex and things like that. Um, you know, and, and even, you know, if you know who divine is, divine ain't dog shit. So it's like, I don't understand. I don't know who that is, but that's disgusting. <laughs> divine is a, um, a drag character. If you saw the original hairspray, divine played the mom, which in the modern version, John Travolta plays it. Um, the mom. Um, yeah. Divine was a very popular drag queen, 70s and 80s, um, was famous through um, John, John Waters and was in, you know, several cult films and stuff, but he actually ate yeah. dog shit. 
The uh, normalization of things that are deviant behavior. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have no, again, I've said this in the past, I have no issue with people who want to practice devious acts behind Mm -hmm. their own closed doors. Um, I, that's one of the conversations we've had about like porn being accessible to children. Um, You know, I don't like the idea of having strip clubs on billboards. Um, And I mean, I wouldn't mind uh, going to the Smithsonian and seeing penises in the in the context of art, you know, like statues and such. But um, the issue that I have is when we take sexual sexual things and we just normalize, especially when it's things like like what you do. I right. mean, it's it's a little more than just two people making out. Yeah. So no, and, and you know, it, it's like dra- drag. You know, in in. It, since, you know, uh, my upbringing and, you know, I, I'm 50 years old and, um, you know, I was influenced with uh, like Kiss and Boy George and, you know, all the music of the 80s. Everybody was very androgynous. So it was no big deal to me. And I knew, you know, uh, the old the boomer generation, they, you know, they were uncomfortable with it, but it was a fashion and it was a style of the time. So um, I, I fell in love with makeup and, and everything early on. Um, but like, I, I, I just, I didn't need someone to teach me. Right. Back, back then and it I, was counterculture and it was accepted that you were going to be looked at weird. When you went into a coffee shop at 2 AM, right. you expected old people to feel uncomfortable around you. Now oh, it's yeah. like SJWs are forcing this. Um, you, if anybody were to kind of like look at you funny, then they're going to end up in a viral video getting their ass beat. Right. And and when we did it, we, we almost did it as a way of we knew what we were doing and we like kind of dared people to, you know, make fun of us or whatever. I mean, because it wasn't even just drag. It was just, you know, um, goth and, and new, new romantics and new wave and punk and stuff. You know, in the 80s, it was all very popular. And so, yeah, it was it was a rebellion type of thing. And we knew it. We, we absolutely knew it. But nowadays, it's like you're supposed to accept it as if it's um, normal and average and you know, you're not supposed to give a second look or, you know, you're making fun of somebody or you're, you know, erasing them or whatever stupid language they're using. But back then we actually had to have, we actually had to be brave and courageous back then because we knew that we were going to get beat up for it. Nowadays, it's like, you don't even have to really kind of work for it or have any kind of self-esteem or any kind of guts or bravery to do it. You just do it, then everybody has to accept it. And if they don't, society will beat you up. And it's just, it's bullshit. I mean, it's a little bit more than you have to accept it. People go out of their way to kind of brag about how they accept it, which I I think you touched on this in your recent viral Twitter thing, right? It's this sort of, uh, I I mean, you know, virtue signaling, whatever you want to call it. There's this, this kind of like, oh, I love drag queens. I mean, we have Justin Trudeau, the premier of, of Canada, goes out of his way to, to meet with drag queens and get do photo ops with them and stuff like that. And Stupid. yeah, it's just a bit, you know, <laughs> like, uh, is that supposed to score points? The, um, well, the, pride, yeah. the pride that people have in saying that their three-year-old is transgender is probably the, the worst one of all of these. I understand if you want to, brag about your acceptance of uh, different groups um, that you consider to be marginalized. Um, But when people are bragging about the fact that their children are either gay or transgender at a very young age, that's not the child, especially between the ages of three and five, we should encourage them to be weird and awkward and find themselves. But (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I was hoping somebody would say something about that. Um, It's funny because Ironically, Kitty, and I've actually mentioned this recently, um, there's been a few photos of women that have floated, that have gone viral recently of them not wearing any makeup. So it's a woman with makeup on and then a woman with the same woman without makeup and guys just flipping out, talking about how old she looks, how hideous she is. They can't believe she'd ever show her face in public without makeup on. Wow. The funny, well, I've been told they look like a tranny for years and I love the word tranny. I I don't want to stop using it. That's the word that RuPaul gave us. And that's the word I love transvestite and tranny. Those mm-hmm. two words. And you would be considered a transvestite, right? Like not in, I, I, I mean, you so. play transvestite. Yeah. It means to dress right. cross-dressing. 
Right. And and right. I just like as soon as I'm done here, I take it all off. I don't yeah. I don't really I don't perform anymore. I, I will be going to talk to a mother's group and I will be going in drag because that's what they want to see. But I'm going to burst their bubble and tell them that they're abusive for letting their children do it. So yeah. they're not going to like it. But, you know, uh, the, the message that I have actually comes across better when I'm dressed like this. And, you know, otherwise, it's more believable that you're not. Yeah, it's more believable that you're not a 50 year old white man that's trying. Yeah, I I get it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, anyway, just kind of where I was going with that. I think like the part that bothers me the most about all of that is not just the exposure that they're giving their children. It's that pride that their child Mm -hmm. may be transgender. Um, I don't understand that. Yeah, I do remember back in the day when. being gay was like a big, a big deal. And parents went from um, kicking their son out of the house to being accepting and loving. And I believe that a parent should be accepting and loving, even if they don't agree with, you can, you can deal with it how you want to deal with it. But I think that they should still love their child. But there's a big difference between, you know, I love my son and I accept him, even though I don't agree with his lifestyle, um, or his, you know, the, the choices that he makes and who he dates. But there's a, there's a big difference between that and people just bragging to get to go get viral tweets and such. Um, just the pride that parents have now when they find out that their child is not normal. I don't understand the pride either. Like like my mother, she told me, you know, she said she knew I was gay when I was a little kid because I guess um, I would like even three and four years old, I would play house and I wanted to be the mom. Um, why I wanted to, I don't know, but I, I was very close to my mother, but she said she knew from a very early age that I was probably going to be gay. And, but she never encouraged it. She never, you know, uh, she didn't, but she never, she never tried to steer me away from it either. She, you know, just let me be who I'm going to be. And, um, but, you know, I was, a, I, I played with boy stuff as well, but, you know, but if I was a kid now, they would call me trans and they would, and if I had a horrible mother like that, that's out there now, she would have, you know, been so happy and, and, you know, encouraged it and, and, you know, exposed me to all of it. And, you know, if if that happened today, I would be a six foot four, 300 pound woman. And, you know, really how, how would that, you know what I mean? What kind of life would I have? But, you know, she just kind of, well, you're going to be whatever you're going to be, but she never encouraged it. And she definitely never found pride in it, you know, and and I don't even understand why you would do that. I, I, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe it's just because we're in this age of social media and all these moms want to be woke and they want to be cool and they want to be, you know, whatever. They want to be the good mom or the popular mom. But I, I, I don't understand it. I, I have kind of a question, uh, but mm-hmm. I kind of might know the answer to it already. Is, um, is the um, social acceptance and um, I guess the pride and such that we've attached to being um you know, asexual or, or, um, you know, demisexual or all these other sexuals that we have or, um, gay, um, Mm -hmm. has that turned you off of wanting to even be involved? Like, I know I've heard other people in the LGBT community say that even though they're gay, they, they don't, they don't feel as comfortable being gay anymore because of how socially acceptable it is and how much it's pushed on normal on, on non-gays. Has that affected your opinion at all? Mm, well, I, I've always thought that it shouldn't be shoved down people's throats because I don't see why it should be something that's glorified. Y- you know, it's just like, you know, it, you you love who you love, you know, and, and people will have their opinions on whether, you know, that's true or not, um, or whether it's, you know, uh, a right or not. But I, I, don't, li- I don't like the acceptance. Um, I, okay, how can I put it? I liked the tolerance more than anything. You know, just let me be who I'm going to be and don't fuck with me. But um, the, uh, what I don't, I, I, in fact, I think the whole thing's embarrassing. I, I think that, that this national discussion of uh, being gay or being trans or whatever, I, I think it's embarrassing to constantly be talking about it. It's like, I don't want to be someone's pawn. I don't want to be their pet. I, I don't want to be, and I don't want to be a political tool either. And I see that a lot as well. Um, so, and ultimately I think it's really kind of damaging to the community. And also I want to say this, I don't consider myself part of the LGBTQ XYZ cult. I'm not part of that. And I'm finding a lot of gays and even trans people who are basically saying, I'm no longer part of that community. I'm just gay. That's it. I'm not part of your cult. I think it's damaging. 
And, you know, and, I mean, there's people in the comments right now, like I expected, kind of like complaining, why are you talking to this person, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I have to say, like, I think that it's a worthwhile conversation in the sense that this, I think that what you're proposing is kind of as good as it gets from my perspective, like in terms of, like, I did, I actually did a video about, um, like pride being kind of over the top and in your face, you know, and it's like, it's not necessarily saying get back in the closet, not necessarily, but just like tone it down a bit in terms of like what's constantly being shoved in people's faces and, and don't act like being gay or some other part of the alphabet soup is something that you deserve a pat on the back for. You know yeah. what I no, mean? I don't. I, I don't agree with the pride. I don't agree with the parades. I've been to two pride events in Long Beach, California, and um, I left actually very early on the second one. Um, uh, first of all, I, I, it embarrasses me again to see children at an event where people are dressed in bondage wear or people yeah. are in thongs, assless chaps and shit like that. Yes, it, that's exactly what I saw. I saw. I saw a tranny with with his breast implants sticking out with a strap-on dildo and with assless chaps. And, and with kids, just kids, they act like they're at Disneyland or something. And I'm like, what, yeah. what the hell is wrong with parents? And, and I'll be honest with you, I am more mad at the heterosexuals. I am more mad at them for bringing these kids into our place. Not that I don't agree with pride. They could, they could burn each one down for all I care. But I don't understand why children are there. And, and, I don't, and so it's, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm resentful with these mothers bringing their kids. Because why are they doing that? They're, they're actually, the gay community already has a reputation of being pedophiles. So what do that, they do? That was they one of the things I wanted to bring up. Was that you guys were fighting in. enough, yeah, trying to say we're not pedophiles and here you are, uh, yeah. yeah, bumping and grinding with children. You know, the De I think it's Desmond the Amazing. Am I getting that mm -hmm. right? There's a couple of them. Yep, that yeah. Are, mm -hmm. yeah, and then lacta Lactatia. <laughs> I think is another yeah. one that the parents allow these children to get up on stage and uh and dance for dollars. Yeah, it's Well, yeah, I've seen them in parking lots or even uh, on a stage with all these, you know, middle-aged, you know, men giving them money. And I it's like what I don't understand what what they're getting out of it. I mean, I'd hate to believe it's like, you know, they're fantasizing, and I'm sure some are, but I don't I don't understand why in their mind they think that's acceptable, the, the men or anything, or the parents, I don't. The children just like the attention. I'm, I'm no, sure I, that when, yeah. when your parents approve of your behavior, you're gonna continue to do it. So. Oh yeah, no, of course. You know, you're making your parents happy, so you're gonna keep doing it and you wanna keep them happy, yeah. Completely. It's, it's, it's all from the parents. I mean, it's also this kind of cultural zeitgeist we have that nothing, you can't shame anything, you know, don't slut shame, don't body shame, don't everything. So every, if, if you're not allowed to like disagree with other people's lifestyle choices, then of course that's naturally going to extend to having your 10 year old kid go up on stage and do a pole dance for a bunch of adult gay men, you know, at a, at a well, nightclub. Right. And, and I think, and I think people need to um, probably ask themselves really what's more degenerate. Um, adults in a club in an adult club doing what they want or heterosexual parents bringing their children to the club or you know so you know we might you know the, the, the degeneracy might be on the other club at this point you know what I'm saying you, you have straight America involving their children in adult activities but yet there's still a segment that blames the gay community for this and I don't understand. It's all it's all market driven. It's you know if if there's no if there's no market for it, then it's not going to happen. You know the, the so I don't understand. I think I think heterosexual America and probably a lot of people in the chat right now should probably double think on who to blame for all of this. Yeah. Well, I I don't just don't ask, like don't the, ask the chat who to yeah, blame. Yeah, you don't. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, the, I think the one thing that really bothers me in a lot of where we are sexually today, at least in America, and, you know, the West. Uh, is that there, you can't, like, if I were to make the statement that I'm grossed out by, um, say, say what you do, if I were to say something, mm -hmm. um, like the whole idea of, um, drag shows grosses me out immediately, they have to, they have to impart so many other opinions on me, like that. I must be religious. I must be, uh, homophobic. I must be like, it just, 
I must be racist. I must, I mean, it's like, there, there's so many things that they insist are connected that aren't. We can't just say, you know what? I think this is disgusting, but I think it should be legal. Like, I think you should be allowed to go do that in a bar at 1030 right. at night when children aren't around, which right. I think no, I it also, the other thing is I've never accidentally walked into a drag show. I've always had to, I've always had to, well, I mean, like, I think the first one I ever went to, I didn't realize there was a drag show that night, but I didn't accidentally just, I wasn't walking down the sidewalk. Now, a friend of mine who's a photographer in San Francisco had to photograph beta breakers. Are you familiar with that? They run mm, noon from yeah. the day to the breakers and then the Folsom Street Fair. And mm, yeah. um, you're really familiar with that one. The Folsom Street Fair, I went through his Flickr images and there are people that are doing bondage and such. And it's an entire outdoor area on Folsom Street where mm -hmm. there, there are sex acts being performed. And there's, you know, oh, people yeah. doing really, really, really obscure acts that I didn't know were a thing, like cutting into their flesh with hooks for yeah. sexual pleasure. And he had to do this for his job. Uh, the photography worked for the news um, and in San Francisco, that makes the news. But um, there's a lot of things like that that happen that nobody even knows happen because they happen outside of the view of normal life. No one just right. accidentally walks into a strip club or into a sex club. So I think that bringing drag into our public libraries is doing society a huge disservice because that's something that you should have to seek out. Yeah, it belongs on. I mean, this is kind of Milo Yiannopoulos used to say this about like gay, like he used to say gay should stay in the closet because it's more fun when it's sort of this marginalized thing that you, you know, you have to do in private and it's like whatever. It's, just, it's the same kind of idea. Like, yeah, this stuff belongs on the margins, on the fringes, you know, the, yeah. these you know, the fringe festival is kind of where you would expect to go to see like a drag show. But you can't escape it. Like I listen to the CBC radio. They're talking about, oh, the this Canadian won RuPaul's drag queen race or whatever. And so they're they're talking to that person like every other week. And I, I swear to God, we're like we're we're probably about a decade away before drag is like an Olympic event. You know <laughs> what I mean? We're it's just like it's so mainstream now. Well, I'll tell you, um, I know a lot of the people who've and worked with a lot of the people who have won Dr RuPaul's Drag Race. And I, you know, I know several people who've been on the show and they have the opinion um, that RuPaul's Drag Race is actually saturating the market and killing drag. Um, so as maybe as the heterosexuals are picking it up and thinking it's cool, the gay community in a lot of, in a lot of ways think it's, uh, it's too much. And um, you, you, in fact, a drag queen now, it's really hard to, to make money because there are so many now because sure. it's become it's become this big thing. So now uh, everybody wants sense. to be a drag queen. Yeah. yeah so yeah, too much I, I, hear, I hear Desmond can barely support his family. You know, Desmond. Is <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. a lot of them, what they do after they win and they travel the world, and they make their money, which is actually very rare in drag to, to actually be able to yeah. make a living off of it. They get into other things. They get into like makeup lines and things like that because it doesn't last forever. It's a very, it's a very flash in the pan type of thing. And also, I know several of them. They didn't even want to do drag. They just ended up there. Um, yeah. There are several that have been on American Idol who couldn't make it as boys. So now they went back as girls, and maybe the freak factor got them on the show. And you know, there are several who really want to be in theater, and they don't even like doing drag. There are several who don't even like it, but it's just a job. You mean, so, so there was desperation there, uh, similar to how a lot of strippers fall into it, like they needed to make money. Okay. Right. And there's also um, high level drag queens that are out there. You could look them up and they've done porn. And that's another thing. So when these mothers have, the, you know, are teaching, you know, show, they're watching it with their children. Oh, look, honey, you could be a drag queen. All they have to do is Google up their favorite drag queen and they're going to find a, them in porn. They're going to find a nude photo of them, you know, and that's just just doing a simple Google search, a, a child can do. So what are some of these names? No, just joking. Yeah, that <laughs> actually didn't even occur to me that they would be doing porn, but yeah. Mm -hmm. They do. Um, I and think I know, according... I know oh, you know how Pornhub uh, puts out their uh, top searches? They have like all their algorithm stuff kind of displayed 
publicly um though it's they have a blog i guess and uh it's got to be a massive black pill yeah you don't <laughs> you don't want to see like i don't watch porn but i i i am aware of what guys search for uh, imagine so when Google, guys say i'm not into Google that i'm like the search data public every like, guy yeah, wants to, are... sorry every guy wants to think he's the three percent that doesn't watch tranny porn <laughs> Oh no, and and you know what I was gonna say uh, earlier is a lot of a, I've known several that are prostitutes too. They leave the club and they go hit the streets. And I saw one one day. I was at Jack in the Box getting some food, and he um, walks by and I go, "Hey, I saw you. You know, did you need a ride home?" He goes, "Oh no, I was working." I go, "What do you mean you were working? Are you were on your way to your job?" I mean, you know, I there's still I I was naive to the whole thing, even being in the club. And he goes, "Oh no, I I I work on the street." I went, "Oh, yeah. okay." Well, yeah, good for you. <laughs> yeah, I had a um, a transgender prostitute try to pick up me and my friend at a Dunkin' Donuts at like one in the morning. Uh, this was you yeah. might know you might be familiar. I was not aware that this area it was near Sunset, and mm -hmm. I did not know that this area was like <laughs> common for uh, atypical prostitutes. Um, wow. Yeah, non non female prostitutes, but yeah, um. We have a, a question on entropy here. Prax Praxis Seizure wants to know what conservative values do you have other than being oh. sexually, socially conservative? Kitty. Um, okay. Well, I'm a big Trump supporter, um, which is really kind of rare. Um, I, I am um, completely against illegal immigration. I mean, I live, I live right here in the hotbed of it. Yeah, um, we didn't get to that in your walk away video, but you did later on in that video. I think you talked about immigrants coming in, like I think Mexicans coming and driving the the property values down, and I can't remember what else oh, yeah. was it like committing oh. crime or just being no. loud or what. The 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 area where I I was raised in it in Riverside, California. That's um actually yeah, where yeah. I was going to ask. Yeah, I didn't want to get specific, <laughs> yeah, they, but. Okay, yeah, they just dumped off a bunch of coronavirus people here. But um, we, um, they, um, so what, what a lot of people, what they do is they move from Orange County or in LA more east, you know, into this area. So um, they came here to have a quiet life and they would commute to work. Well, it's also more, more affordable. So what happens is a lot of the illegals come and live here. And they, they live here and they do construction or whatever agriculture work they do, but they also drive down the property values because they bring their third world culture with them, uh, including dog fights, chicken fights, things like that, that, you know, you're just not used to having. Um, I had a meth lab blow up across the street from me when I was a kid, but they just really completely have destroyed the, the they, the, I mean, they, they, they changed the culture for the worse and, you know, Right now in my neighborhood on the weekends, you can go to every corner and, and me and my um, partner, we call them pop-up restaurants because there are taco stands everywhere. I mean, three and four next to each other. It's it just, it's ridiculous and the law does nothing about it. And so I'm just tired of all of that. In fact, I'm, I'm ready to leave. I, I've I was born and raised here and I'm going to be like the rest and I'm just going to leave. Uh, well, I went from California, I moved to Texas. And uh, mm, okay. it was a big, it was a, there were a lot of things that were very different. Um, mm -hmm. Now I moved to a big city. I'd lived in Houston and that um, they're pretty accepting. Um, so, okay. but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a big change. Um, I think being able to own a home before you turn 30 is like right. mind blowing for people in a, that are come from a state like California. You know, people think that you're rich when you say, oh, I'm closing on a home and you're 26 years old. So, right. Like I, I could never even, I've never owned a home here. There's no way yeah. I could. I, and, I wouldn't um, have been able to either. Yeah. I made six yeah, figures the whole time I lived in California and could have never, ever owned property. Well, so. it's to the point now you can't even like, I, okay. I used to work at Amazon. I have recently quit. Nobody there can support themselves here. You have, you cannot live alone. You know, yeah. even, at, even at making 17 bucks an hour, you can't live alone. Yeah. And um, it's just impossible. So it's why you have a lot of adults living with their parents still and, you know, multi-generational families. And, you know, you have 10 people to a home, especially people who live south of the border who come up here. And um, so we're, we're moving north. We're moving more north, like to southern Oregon, you know, more red area. Yeah. And it rains you know, a lot. We'll, we'll be just fine. And, and I'm, I'm glad I hope I'm, you know, yeah. 
I, I just need a change and I don't care where I go. So outside of, um, I guess, your views on sex in public and then you being a Trump voter and the um, the your views on immigration, what else makes you consider yourself a conservative? Like what's you know I, policies? I, I see nothing wrong with having, you know, a, a, ba- a normal family, you know, uh, people being married, having children. Um, I completely support that. Um, I don't necessarily support, you know, trans and gay people adopting children. Um, you know, I understand, you know, maybe if you have a child that's, you know, no one wants, maybe, you know, I mean, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe I'm sure there's some ugly kid that nobody wants, you know, so maybe give it, give it to the LGBT people. I don't know, you know, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting over a cold. But, Please um, put that in the next intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's the same with me. Like I, I don't consider gay adoption to be an ideal situation, but it's like if be- maybe better than nothing. Maybe better than some, an orphanage. Right? Yeah. Uh, right. I would no, rather I mean, than be adopted by a loving gay couple than be in the foster care system where they're quite likely just going to be molested. So. Right. Cause they're just a paycheck, you know, for the yeah. foster parents. Yeah. Um, let me think what other, what other conservative values that I have? Um, I will say I'm not a religious person at all. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm agnostic. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, with the, with these values that I do uh, guns, I want guns. I want all the guns I want, but I also want to smoke all the weed I want to smoke too. Yeah. So it's like, we're, we're Texas on both of those. <laughs> right. No, really. No, and that's where, um, you know, I'm, we want to like go to Southern Oregon and we could do all that in Southern Oregon too. Yeah. I definitely don't want to go to Northern Oregon, Portland area, but. Um, well, at least register to vote in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard, yeah. are, are people going there and changing the politics? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, I think we're considered purple right now. No. Um, yeah, I know Houston, um, Hillary won Houston by a huge margin. Like, um, wow. I want to say, oh God, I don't even know. But yeah, um, she had she had won all of pretty much most of the big cities in the conservative, at least the really big cities like like Houston. Right. You guys I don't have think one Dallas. The, I think the next World Pride is coming to Houston, or they're at least trying Probably. to get it. We had yeah. a Super Bowl here, so yeah. I don't know. Kitty Kitty could fly into Houston and uh, and live stream. The pride event there. I, so, I've been to Houston. Okay. One thing I did want to kind of ask you, have you, because uh, some people have even mentioned in the chat about like you, maybe you being a um, conservative grifter, similar to how some, some other people that, that um, would uh, check all the boxes of being a liberal, but um, mm-hmm. they claim to be conservative. And I, I think you have a lot more to lose by coming out as being a conservative, especially because you're not a paid speaker of any kind. So you're not, you're not pulling a Charlie Kirk. You're not getting engagements that are paying you $10,000 to get on stage. Um, uh-huh. Do you think that, um, do you think that it would be beneficial if more people like yourself that are considered to be, you know, on the outside, people would assume that you're liberal. Do you think it would be more beneficial if they became conservative or do you think that that would dirty up the conservative movement because a lot of conservatives do not like the idea of <coughs> and trans and drag queens and such calling themselves conservative like no, do you think that that, that would be so, beneficial i think it's beneficial because um i i guess i there i okay since i've come out as conservative and basic or or what i consider conservative you know i don't want to steal anybody's you out of the closet and told everyone you're conservative you came but out of the conservative was- closet well, you know, it's funny because I, I have also I've I've hooked up with other you know people who are in the you know what what the, the community people want to lump us into, and um, we we all have a similar story that once we came out and we're honest about you know our feelings and and our political ideas, um, we were completely cut off by by the culture, you know, because with them you're either one of them or you're a piece of shit. So um, there's actually a lot of people. There are a lot of gays that are that consider themselves conservative. In fact, several of us are teaming up and we're gonna go to Trump's rally in Phoenix next week. So there's gonna be a large showing of us there, but the media doesn't show that. The the media, you know, just wants you to see all the gays, you know, covered in glitter and dressed in pink and skipping down the street, waving a flag and riding a unicorn. When there are, the, the majority of gays or even, you know, trans people 
they're just you, you, they blend into society. You don't even know who they are. They can be at, they can be at your conservative you know places and things like that. And you won't even know who they are because we're not interested in you knowing our sex life. We don't care. We just want to say you know share the same values in other areas. You know, so I and and personally, I don't understand why anybody cares what I do in my bedroom. As long as I don't yeah. bring it and put it in your face, then why do you care? And you wouldn't even know anyway because it's none of your business. Well, that was kind of like the the ethos when I was growing up. I'm I'm about ten years younger than you, but when like when I was like going through high school, and middle school, it was just like, well, don't worry about what consenting adults want to do in their bedroom. And like, like a lot of things from that time, like don't judge somebody on the color of their skin and stuff like this. It all kind of made sense to me. You know, sure, yeah, I'm not, I'll judge a person based on how they treat me. I won't worry about what people do in the privacy of their own home. But now here we are 20 years later and it's like, if you're white male, shut up and we're going to march down the streets with your children, like grinding in our, you know, our fucking skin suits or whatever. Well, well, you know what irritates me is I, if I, which I don't go out in public like this, but if I did, people would think I'm wonderful. They would praise me. They tell yeah, me yeah, 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 yeah. But the minute I take this off, I look like a neo-Nazi and I'm called a racist, called a bigot. And I'm called, you know, a, a, a white male, you know, cause I don't, I don't look like, you know, what a stereotypical gay person. I just, I have, you know, I'm bald. I'm a big guy. I usually have a beard wear just regular street clothes. And, and, you know, uh, when they see me on Twitter, you know, with my opinions and stuff, I'm a cisgendered white bigoted man. But when I'm dressed like this, oh yes, girl, you know, work. And it's like, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. It, it sort of <laughs> reminds me of the, uh, the Islam is read about women where mm -hmm. they want so badly. It irritates them because they want so badly to be against it, but by being against it, that makes them against it. It's, it's confusing because you like I back in the day, I, I think I told you I used to claim that I was transgender on Twitter back when right. misgendering someone was a high crime and you got hung for it. Um, right. Well, it's similar with you where just you putting this on, you are now a protected class. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. for me to not have been female, but to have been trans, I was all of a sudden, I was transcended is what I called it. Mm -hmm. um, right. And so nobody could argue with me or else they were sexist or they were homophobic or they were whatever, whatever it is I could throw at them, depending on how many characters I had. But your situation, I think it's unique because, well, not really unique. I've, I've noticed a lot of guys that are trans. Are you familiar with the, um, oh my gosh, uh, the Yaniv? Yeah, Jessica. Oh, Jessica. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that that one's a, a mix of mental illness and then the um, desire to be a protected class. I don't Probably. think he, I don't think he's trans. I think he just wants to be a protected class, and that's the closest he can get to it. Also, he's a child predator. Right, and and I yeah, saw. So. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Blair White, but yes. Blair White basically yeah. just just completely raked him over the coals. Yeah, and um. Shortly after, I think he went to jail, but I, yeah. I, I think he's out now. But yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, it, he's recently stepped in some shit again, and I think it, he's been arrested again recently. So, so you know, I, oh, I'm yeah, he like assaulted a, 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 a reporter or something like that, and got it, didn't he? Uh, should we try to get Yaniv on the show? You guys hit hit one <laughs> in the chat if you want us. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it would not be hard because he's like an absolute attention whore. But, oh yeah, he uh, would. That's actually, that's actually, yeah, I, I didn't think about that. <laughs> the the question is why. We one of those on before, though. Somebody who who just oh, wanted. To play. Oh, that wasn't an, an official episode. Um. Okay, so uh, let's talk about Hagatha for a minute, real quick. So okay. This is another character that we <coughs> do, and it's really here's the so here's the youtube channel you <laughs> it's it's really off-putting i have to say you do a good job with with just grossing me out just the pictures it, re, it reminds me of kind of like one of those i don't know one of those old like bbc tv what was that one tv show i don't know there's there's something about this but it's really <laughs> like this right here this is just 
you know, this is disgusting. No offense. That you know. Oh no, I love it. The gross. Uh, you know, no. If the more grossed out you are, the better. I, I've I've achieved my purpose. But um, I came up with Hagatha because I um, you know, being you know, uh, in the community and, and, you know, being around all these people like Hagatha, um, I, I realized I have this talent of out liberal, out liberaling liberals. And I absolutely love doing it. Is, I love. Uh, is Hagatha meant to be a woman or trans or like explain this character to me? The story behind Hagatha is Hagatha is, is biologically a male. But um, was um, but she considers herself a woman who was misgendered, and that her penis is just an enlarged clitoris. Um, Hagatha also is a vegan. Um, she is an intersectional feminist. Um, she has fibromyalgia. She has um, chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, she 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 complains about you know um you know, she basically is everything that everybody issues. needs to get attention yeah Pardon? she's she's uh she's essentially one out of three women that I met when I lived in Los Angeles <laughs> and what you're watching now um she decided to start doing tarot card reading <laughs> but the, the fun thing is her tarot card reading is all negative. <laughs> it, it, I, I actually have a lot of fun doing that character. Right here, I have Facebook, and then I have YouTube over there, and I have Instagram right here. Although the Instagram one is on a Kindle, so it's really a poor quality um, one, so I apologize there. But anyway, thank you guys to Madam Hoggis's, um really my introductory um, experience, and, and and you know, hope. Oh, hi everybody on, okay, on Instagram. And Hagatha is a lot more popular than I thought she would be. I, 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 had, I had over 7,000 followers on Facebook and I would do these lives and people, I had a mix of an audience, people who knew it was a joke, who were there to watch the people who didn't know it was a joke. And then there's people who would come on, which I loved. It was always the LGBT people who were highly, highly offended by it. And the way I explain it to them is like, oh, you guys have been doing drag of, of, of biological women for hundreds of years. And there are women who are offended by it, but you don't give a shit. So I like to do a drag that was actually, you know, trans, whatever, lesbian, whatever. And they just do not see the irony in all of it. And I absolutely love it. And I get, I get banned all the time. And my my channel got completely deleted and I lost all my 7,000 people, but I'm slowly trying to build it back up. From Facebook, you mean? Yeah. What yes. what was the violation that they claimed? The, it's you, hate speech. It's hate speech. Um, and and Hoggath is extremely, extremely PC. So let's say if you're a Latino person and you come in, I say, oh, Manuel Rodriguez, thank you so much for joining us. And I want you to know that, that we're, you're in a safe place. So if anybody calls you a mex, you know, a wetback or anything like that, you let me know, yeah, and I will, yeah. I will report them. No, no, but I'm assuring them that this is a safe space. So if anybody calls them these derogatory names or mentions a wall or ice or anything like that, let me know because I want to protect you, and I will block those people. <laughs> yeah, so you you can't say that <laughs> stuff on Facebook. In fact, when you were saying the T word, Annika, I was going to do one of these. <laughs> And then I remembered that my Facebook page is unpublished right now. And we're not streaming over there because they banned is me that, Is that word, is that on the list? Oh, yeah. You cannot say that on Facebook. They've taken everything. They've taken everything. <laughs> no, I love that word. I think it's endearing. In fact, one of the things, uh, there was a comedian who said that RuPaul stepped over broken glass and bent over backwards to protect that word. And now I think it was... 
I, I don't remember who it was, but if somebody might have been Ricky Gervais was saying that like they can't believe that um, people are so offended by a word like that because in the eighties that there was pride in that term. Mm -hmm. There yeah. was uh, what RuPaul got in trouble and, and he's always getting in trouble with the trans community yeah. because he thanks for that. Real quick, thanks for letting me know that though, and I'll stop using it because I wasn't aware that that made the list. So, yeah, I mean, we might not be streaming on Facebook. Yeah, ever yeah, again. I just, I'll, I yeah, it's <laughs> so fun. I, I will let you know if we are back on. Yeah, Facebook yeah. is terrible about that stuff. They are terrible about that stuff. And, yeah. you know, and I, I had a really good following and I was actually making money on Facebook doing that. And um, they just completely cut me off. But um, yeah, as far as like the RuPaul thing, RuPaul ultimately believes that drag is just a biological man dressing up as a woman. You know, the old the, the definition we all have always known. But then the, all these trans people want to be a part of it. And they have been. There's been several on the show, but they've never won. So people think that RuPaul's transphobic because none of them have won. They just aren't good, you know. But um, there was a segment of a show where he would read email, but it was called Shemail. Um, that eventually had to be removed because people were offended by Shemail. Yeah, yeah. Right. He had to apologize and remove the, the whole segment. It is really funny to me that leftists are being offended by the people who spearheaded their movement. You know, oh, the the yeah. people, uh, like like someone like RuPaul, is, is offending leftists now, and that's one of the reasons I think people like your character, I think, are, are at least the the juxtaposition of your true who you are in the real world. And then now, real quick to clarify, you've been doing drag for a lot of years, right? This isn't something you jumped on more recently. No, oh, no. See, what, how I got, well, just from being as a kid and going out with full on makeup. Um, yeah. You know, a, a it's been over 20 with, years, though. I mean, you were doing this before you mentioned earlier, you were doing this before it was socially acceptable. You were part of oh, the yeah. counterculture back in the day. Like the oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. part of the counterculture. And um, it wasn't until um, I, 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 I used to be a truck driver. <laughs> OK, I, and, I was wondering uh, if you were going to bring that up. <laughs> I, I got out of trucking. Keep it, keep it clean, of... Kitty. Keep it clean. <laughs> I, well, I'm not getting into dirty stuff right now. Okay, I got keep out of trucking, clean. and I'm like, and I'm like, what? I, you know, I want to do something else, and so if I, I just decided to work at a nightclub, um, which was a lot of fun. It was very social for me and stuff. But it was a gay nightclub. It was a really big one in in LA County, but they have a lot of drag performances and stuff. So I started actually producing the shows and and doing lighting and camera work and stuff like that on these shows. And then I decided, well, I've never performed on a stage. So I joined uh, a contest. So I started doing it then. But um, that, as far as me performing on a stage live, probably lasted four or five years. Um, I did, I have five years in just actually behind the scenes work, dealing with the drag queens and think the, the, the famous ones from the show. Um, but um you know, it, it's a young, it's a young man's job, really. And a 50 year old, 40 year old cannot compete with the with the 18 year olds, you just can't. And, you know, I just kind of it was something I wanted to do. And um, it just wasn't everything I wanted it to be. But I still enjoy the art of it, which I do consider it an art where a lot of them consider it a lifestyle. Um, and I am in the minority, I will say that, you know, but um, that's just what it is for me. And it's always been like that. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up here. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to cover, Annika? No, I did want to give the Weinstein update. Just super like. Oh, Weinstein. okay. Hit, hit us. Yeah, with the, I mean, I've been the following the Weinstein, the Weinstein thing. Yeah, uh, I think four days ago, they their second witness, the um, the defense's witness, uh, called a woman who um, who is essentially saying that memories. So she's trying to discredit all the witnesses in one fell swoop by saying memories get degraded over time, especially if um, if it's been um, something that's been covered in the media, anything like that. So, um, Kitty, we we kind of talked about the Weinstein thing here and there. I'm mm -hmm. kind of mixed. I think that there are a lot of women who are who are um, jumping on the bandwagon for popularity oh, yeah. um, and maybe to avoid shame. Um, but then I do believe that they're, they're likely um, real victims in this. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's just, it's interesting to follow it because it's huge because Me Too is all over the place for so long. I mean, it has its own emoji on, on um, uh, Twitter. So we just kind of well, follow it anyway. 
Anyway, that was just gonna, my little update. How are they going to separate the, the real victims from the opportunists? How are you going to do that? Uh, well, we, in our minds, that's going to be the difficult part. The judge is going to have to separate um, the actual events individually. In public opinion, he's already guilty no matter what. I mean, he's he's nobody's ever going to want to work with him again. Um, and his life's over. Um, are you familiar that they they're under the impression that he may be transsexual? I don't know if you're... But the, the way I think it, I think he just has a big fat fupa and his dick is recessed in. Okay, it. that's that's, that's how I, I describe. I wasn't familiar with the <laughs> yeah fupa. That's it. Yeah, that's what I thought. It might be recessed because he has a poor muscle. So no, no core. He doesn't do yoga. So no, he doesn't anyway. look like it. But but I definitely know that there is a popular. I'm waiting for a woman to come out and say, "Yeah, I sucked his dick for a movie role," and I knew yeah. that's what was going to happen. Those women exist, and I can't wait. I want some of them to come out, but I know they won't. They they might call some women like that as witnesses. Um, okay. So, I mean, no. I don't know. Character, good, positive <laughs> character. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I think they're going with the, it was like they just wanted to fuck him. It was all consensual, right? Pretty sure prostitution is still frowned on in some some parts of the legal system. Uh, but you're not so supposed to sex. You're not supposed to shame them, though. Yeah, well, no, it's yeah, it's a whole complicated <laughs> well, that, thing. Right? That was it's, actually sex work is work, but still technically yeah. illegal. That's what I'm saying in the justice system. Maybe not so much in the culture. You, you know, I will say one last thing about it's. It's funny the the um, the ever non-stopping march for political correctness. When I was on my drive home from work just before this, I was listening to the CBC as I do because I hate myself. And they're talking about addiction counseling and how we need to use different language when we're talking about people who are addicted to drugs. And I was like, oh, well, we can't call them junkies anymore. And they're, and they're going like, you, you can't say substance abuser because the word abuse has a stigma attached to oh it. God. So you, you can't say substance abuse. You have to use what is called person first language and refer to them as persons dealing with substance use disorder. Oh, so it's a disease now. Yeah, because I, I yeah, there must be a non-disordered way to smoke a fucking crack rock and shoot what, what is yeah, it? Fentanyl I, into your dick vein or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand all that. I, you know, I, I started get, I got into meth when I was 17 and I stopped completely stopped at 27. I never looked at it as a disease. I just looked at, I was just getting, I was just getting fucked up and I wanted to lose weight or whatever. I mean, it, there was no, and I, and when I decided to quit, I just quit. I, I, so I don't understand the whole, um, <sighs> got to make them feel good about it because you know, in 20 years, what you just stated is going to be derogatory. So you know, it's like they're constantly changing the language to make people feel better. But in the end, you're just a junkie, no matter what, how you clean up the language. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing, too, about uh, PC language is I've noticed it's always it has to be more syllables whenever something becomes the it's it's never a shortening down of what you're supposed to say. It's always, you know, you got to throw in these like four extra syllables. It's like a sort of like active of uh contrition or not contrition but like uh like bend, bending the knee you know by like doing this extra service of like saying more shit anyway i think we'll wrap it up here i got to uh get dinner going and stuff but i think that was a good conversation you know people yeah. who are mad about it or whatever that's fine you're all entitled to your opinion but uh, I've noticed a lot of like purity spiraling on the right, which I think is funny because it's as much as people like to make fun of the, how the left eats their own. I, I understand it's like a confusing thing because you have your values and you don't want to like compromise your values. But I think mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like there's people are always at like different stages in their journey. You know, me a few years ago, I was way more socially liberal than I am now. So just because right. somebody is not at the same place you are doesn't mean you have to shit all over them, right? You can 
disagree with them, but without like attacking them as a person. Anyway, I I put the links to Kitty's uh, Twitter and YouTube in the description if you guys want to follow. Uh, I I saw you have the pinned retweet of talking about. So that's a good tweet, people. Even if you don't want to follow, go check that out and retweet that pinned tweet that Kitty has because it's a good, good message in that video trying to get through to people about what drag is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but uh, good luck on your uh, your future endeavors. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys we'll for probably, having me. Hopefully, we don't see you getting a getting in. You can't stop progress in a on like in a in any bad way. Um, you no, know, I be- I appreciate yeah. that even if we don't agree with your lifestyle choices, that mm-hmm. you at least draw the line at at not getting children involved. So. Well, no. And I'd like to say for all the, I can't wait to go, you know, read all the comments and stuff, but I, I would like to leave the, those people with this. If you were doing your job as a man, a man like me wouldn't have to do it for you. So, <laughs> you know. Careful. All right. Well, we'll, we'll leave it there. Thanks everybody for watching. Thanks Kitty for joining us. And like Annika said, best luck in all your future endeavor, uh, endeavors. And uh, we'll catch everybody on the flip side. Peace out. Thank you.